Amen. You can be seated. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. The Apostle Paul writing to the church in Corinth, he says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, and actually, how that actually reads is now concerning spirituals, or you could say the supernatural. Now concerning the supernatural, brethren, talking to the church, I do not want you to be ignorant or unlearned. You know, there's just so much ignorance you know what I mean when I say ignorance? I don't mean it's not a bad word or a word of, of insult. It's just there's so much unlearnedness as it pertains to the supernatural move of God. So many church people, Christians, are just ignorant about the supernatural move of God. Most people, they, they want the supernatural in their lives, but yet so many don't have the true true move of the Spirit of God. And mostly because they're just ignorant of it. They don't know. They've never been taught or whatever. So that's why we're teaching along these lines for the last week we started. And today is part two. And we'll be on this for a couple of weeks on the supernatural. Um, I'm going to teach you at one point in the future, one of these Sundays coming up, about supernatural guidance. How many of you like to be led by the Spirit of God? And we'll talk about how God leads us supernaturally, and we'll get into that at another session. But I want you to write this down or make note of this next statement, because you need to, you need to grab a hold of what I'm, I'm going to say right here. So many, and including Christians, look for the spectacular... And they miss the supernatural. Did you get did you get that? So many look for the spectacular and they miss the supernatural. So many look for the spectacular and they miss the supernatural move of the spirit of God. Going to give you an example of that here in just a moment. Look at now right here at verse seven. First Corinthians 12, verse seven. What actually happens when the Holy Spirit supernaturally moves in a person's life or in a church service? And, and before we start reading, look, look, look up at, at, here at me. I want to, want to say this to you. The way I was taught and the things that I've learned over the years and kind of the way I've taught over the many years, it, it would lead people to believe that the only time the Holy Spirit wants to move is during a church service. Did you know that nothing could be any further from the truth than that? Did, did you hear me? He wants to move in your everyday life. That's primarily where he wants to move. Now, certainly he wants to move in the church service, but, but the way I was taught and the way I grew up and, and the way I've kind of run the church over the many years is kind of the only time the Holy Spirit moves supernaturally is during a church service. And uh, when you have that kind of thinking, the church and church people become very unhealthy spiritually. Did, did you hear what I just said? Because you wind up coming to church and having a, a it's more a hilarity than it is really a move of the spirit of God. And it, it just becomes kind of just a time you come to church to have a playtime, so to speak, with these spiritual gifts. But if that's all you have, you have nothing. Did, did you hear what I just said? You have to, I mean, 
the way I'm correcting this now, the Spirit of God finally got this through to me. If you just have the Holy Ghost moving in a church service, that, that it's very unhealthy. That's really probably not the Holy Spirit. Probably just people's flesh. You want the Holy Spirit supernaturally moving in your everyday life. And if, if you have that going on, then when the Christians come together in church, then you'll have a true move of the Holy Spirit inside the four walls of the church. Did you get what I just said? Okay. Now, look right here. What happens when the Holy Spirit moves in your life or in a church service? 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, is given to each one. For the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom. Now, what that has to do with is that has to do with, and as we go through, there's nine of them. I'm going to just kind of elaborate a little bit on each one. Just kind of give you some highlights of some experiences that we've had happen in, in, in my life and in my ministry here, here at the church. Uh, for the one is given a word of wisdom. Now, what that has to do with is, is something future, a future event. Notice it's just a word of wisdom. God doesn't give us the entire layout of the future, but he'll give us a word of wisdom. And that has to do with something in the future. I'll say something about that in a moment. To another, the word of knowledge. That has to do with something present or past. That has to do with something present or past. To another, faith. Now, that's not saving faith here. That's not what we'd call general faith. That's what I, what I would call special faith that the Spirit of God will endue you with, endow you with, however you want to say that. And you need that to go into operation to have, notice, gifts of healings. Are working of miracles. Now, working of miracles has to do with an intervention by the Spirit of God into the normal course of nature. Uh, a Bible example would be uh, when Moses parted the Red Sea. Would that be a miracle? How about Jesus changing the water to wine? Would that be a miracle? How about Jesus walking on the water? Would that be a miracle? How about when in the Old Testament the, the, the axe head floated to the top of the water? That would be a miracle. So, but then gifts of healings, let's look back at verse 9. Gifts of healings, that has to do with the, uh, that has to do with the, natu- the, 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 the healing of the physical body. The healing of the physical body. Now, did you know that God's will is for you to be well? Did you know that? That's His will. And as you study scripture, you can go to God anytime, day or night, and believe him for healing. But there are times, as the Spirit wills, where this manifestation, where this gift of healings goes into operation, and the Spirit of God will heal people by his power. Now, I believe in good hospitals, doctors, and medicines. But I also believe in the, in the power of God. And I, I believe we ought to look to God first 
before we look to the hospitals and the doctors and the medicines. Yet I believe in those and uh, thank God for them. I, I just this last uh, Tuesday, my tooth started hurting like the Dickens. And it didn't get any better on Wednesday. I believe God trusted God. But by Thursday, I mean, thank God for root canals. Amen. And I went and had a root canal on uh, Thursday. I never had one of those before. And uh, it wasn't as big a deal as what I thought. And uh, for me, it wasn't. And I tell you what, whatever that guy did in that 15 minutes that he jackhammered my jaw, thank God, uh, pain is gone. I took advantage of good, good dentist. Amen. But I also believe that, that, that God, God can heal, you know. Now, why didn't he heal me in that case? I, I don't know, but, you know, I believed him, didn't, you know. I believe he provides good hospitals, doctors, and medicines. We ought to take advantage of them. I think about what if there wouldn't have been a good endontist or whatever, you, however you say it, dentist, that, you know, I guess you'd have to pull the tooth. Have Diane get the pliers out and pull the tooth out. But then, that, that, then you got a bunch of other problems. But this gifts of healings, when it goes into operation, it's by the Spirit of God. Now, you can believe God any time, day or night, to, to be healed. But when this gift goes into operation, my experience with it is that people get healed almost, I mean, either instantaneously or, or, or almost, uh, I mean, very short, very short time they're, they're healed. I'll give you a couple of examples over the years. I remember, and actually when I was, uh, I'm 50 years old now. But when I was about 22 years old, the Spirit of God began to deal with my heart that, that as, as we would pray for the sick, that there'd be times where this gift would go into operation. But it would, it would typically be when he would lead me to do unusual things in the prayer line. And the first time this happened, we, met, we were meeting up at the school and that's where we started the church up here at Rockwood Summit High School. We met there for four years and then we built this facility here. But uh, uh, I remember I was in a healing line and uh, there was a fella in the line that he stood there. And there, I don't know, there's 20, 30 people in the line. And I come up to this guy and he said that he had he had some bad stomach problems. And uh, I just prayed for him generally and, and moved on to the next person. And the Spirit of God arrested me, you know, just, and, and uh, instructed me to go back over and get him. And he wanted me to just pop him in the stomach. Just not hard, but just. And I asked the fellow, I said, it'd be all right if I hit you in the stomach. He looked at me and he said, he said, preacher, it hurts so bad. Just go ahead. Do whatever. You know, just go ahead. Can't make it hurt any worse. So in the name of the Lord Jesus, we popped him in the stomach. He was instantaneously healed. Is that wonderful? Is that wonderful? Now, I can't heal anybody, but we're talking about the supernatural move of the Spirit of God. I remember another time happened right in this church, standing right here on this, roughly this spot right here. There was a girl that came in the line. She was on a worship team, and she had a big old knot, about like a golf ball. You know what a golf ball, how big a golf, a big old golf ball knot sticking just ugly old looking things that had just come up on her sticking up out of the back of her neck and so I, I prayed for her generally and as I moved on to the next person the spirit of God arrested me and you, you know what I mean by that and directed me to go back over to her and uh, he wanted me to just just curse that knot and smack it just pop it in the name of the Lord Jesus so I asked her I said is it alright if I 
smack that. She said, certainly, just do, you do whatever, you know. And so we did, in the name of the Lord Jesus, whap the thing. Now, when I did that, absolutely, in the natural, if you look at it in the natural, nothing happened. She left, that knot was still up there. That was on a Sunday morning. Monday night, she was on a worship team. She came back rejoicing. She said later that afternoon, that knot just went down, disappeared, and left. Can you say praise God? Is that wonderful? Is that wonderful? God's still in the healing business. Now, I remember another time. Uh, I, well, there was, we got said so many of these. Uh, I remember a girl came in the line one time. She had an ulcerated cornea in her eye. I guess that's how you say it. It looked ugly. It was bad. They'd given her a horrible, doctors had given her a horrible report. Horrible report. As she stood in the line, I, 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 I prayed and then just generally and just moved on. Spirit of God arrested me. And so uh, we went back and I asked her, I said, uh, is it all right if we blow in your eye? She said, sure. And, and in the name of the Lord Jesus, just blew in the eye. Praise God. Went back to the doctor. Healed. Isn't that wonderful? Now, you look at me funny, but didn't Jesus do some things that were, didn't he spit, he spit on some people, didn't he? Didn't he make clay? I mean, didn't he? Aren't you glad God's still in the healing business? Now, I can't heal anybody. Without the Spirit of God, I'm helpless. I can't heal anybody any more than you can. I didn't heal any of those people, but it was listening to the Spirit of God and, and obeying Him, you see. One of the most outstanding ones happened, uh, and we could go on and on with this, but one more. I remember on a Wednesday night, I remember we were having service, and I was standing right in about here, and I just about ready to dismiss the service. It was over, you know. It's about 8 o'clock, started at 7. It's 8, 8, 10, somewhere in there. And the Spirit of God came on me. Just came on me, this power of God. And, 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 and I, 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 I ran around the room. I ran right around the room. Came back up, stood right up in here, felt like a fool. Have anybody ever felt like a fool besides me? And I looked at the congregation and they looked at me. And I looked back at them and they looked at me. And I looked at my wife and she looked at me. And we went home and I asked my wife, I said, did I, did I, did I look like a fool tonight? She still has never answered that question. But the next day, a call came in, and uh, there's a lady, I didn't know, but she was back here on the left, back over here. And uh, she called in and, and gave a testimony. She said, when I ran past her, see, I didn't know, but her belly had been blowed up like a basketball. And she hadn't eaten for, for several days. Her belly was blowed up like, a, like there was a, like a volleyball or a basketball in there. You'd probably look at her, I guess. I didn't look at her. I didn't know she was even there, but... Like pregnant almost, you know, but it was it was something wrong. She hadn't been eating for. She said when I ran past her that heat jumped, heat, heat, the power of God, heat jumped off on her and uh, her belly deflated and she went out that night and ate. Is that wonderful? Is that wonderful? Is that wonderful? Now, I don't share these things to uh, get you to think I'm anything because I'm nothing. I can't heal anybody. Say the pastor can't heal anybody. I can't heal him. It's Jesus that does the healing through the Spirit of God. But you see, you have to understand that, that we're talking about supernatural move of the Holy Spirit. Uh, let's, let's go on in this list here. 
to another prophecy, verse 10. See back on that gifts of healings, when that's in operation. And I can't make these things operate, these gifts. It's as the Spirit wills. All you can do is put yourself in a position for them to operate. Through walking right before the Lord and doing the best you can to listen to His voice. That, that's, uh, that's all you can really do. And, and, and then just as he wills. But when that gift of healing is in operation, I, I tell you what, you'll see people heal just instantly right on the spot a real, real, real quick time. Um, working of miracles to another prophecy. We'll, we'll say more about that as we go along. To another dis, oh, discerning of spirits. Now, and then to another different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. We'll say more about those as we go. Discerning of spirits. I've been in the ministry now for this church. It's, we're coming up on, what, 20 years of, of pastoring. The most outstanding thing that's ever happened in this ministry, most outstanding, because I could stand here and tell you about healings and things like that. Uh, man, he was healed of bladder cancer, all kinds of things. We can go on and on and on. But the most outstanding one was there was this uh, uh, couple had a had, had a child and the child was in the teenage years. And now listen carefully to this. You're going to learn something. And this child, they, they'd oh, do you remember that day? I just was uh, I almost forgot that day I was up here in the line and that guy was standing over here with fibromyalgia. Remember that? And, and, and he didn't come in the line. I didn't know what he, I couldn't even pronounce it back then. Fibromyalgia. Anybody spell it? It's, it's a bad thing. But don't spell it. But, uh, but he didn't come in the line. I knew there was something wrong with him. I didn't know what. This man couldn't even, he, and he's a very intelligent man, but he couldn't even get home from St. Louis to his house. I mean, he, he'd have to call. I mean, he was just messed up with this disease that had him. And I didn't know uh, anything other than there was something wrong with him. He didn't come in the line when we were praying that day. And we just have healing lines from time to time as the Lord directs. He didn't come up. And I was standing right over in here and the Spirit of God just, just arrested me, got, you know, directed me. I remember walking over to him by the Spirit of God. Remember that? In the name of the Lord Jesus, I won't hit you, but we just slapped him right upside the head. Remember that? And he came back next night, testified, instantly healed. Isn't, that, isn't Jesus wonderful? So he did something unusual. Did something unusual. But the most outstanding one that I that that I can remember, we're talking about a supernatural move of the spirit of God. Now, listen to this. You're going to learn something. Uh, I remember uh, this couple, they had a, a, a teenage child in the teens and uh, diagnosed and, and the doctors gave a, a very serious report. And uh, I remember as I prayed for this individual, this, this, this teenager, I could see, we're talking about supernatural move of the Spirit of God, I could see that just on out in the future they were going to die. Word of wisdom, you see. And I could talk about this all day too, word of wisdom. See, the word of wisdom has to do with, say, future events. Now, the word of knowledge has to do with present or past. Now, hold, hold the place on that story with the teenager. I'm going to tell another story about the word of knowledge. Now, the word of knowledge has to do, say this, say past or present. I had a lady come up one time and uh, 
she came up and she, she was distraught. Distraught. You know what I mean, distraught? And uh, she, she was convinced that God wasn't hearing her when she prayed. And that God wasn't concerned about her when she prayed and wasn't listening to her prayers. And I, I had a word of knowledge going. The word of knowledge went into operation. I remember standing right over here and I and I stood right here and I told her by the spirit of God, not in front of people, just to her. I told her by the spirit of God what was in her prayer log. I didn't even know she had a prayer log, but I told her, I said, now, this is dear sister. This is what you've been praying for. And I listed off five or six different things. Well, she, she just about fell on the floor. Shocked to the point she had to get her husband. We had to go over in this side room and she actually she made her husband go out in the car, get her prayer log. I didn't even know she kept a prayer log, brought the prayer log in. We sat over there, her and me and her husband. And she went through. She was astounded. And she went off and and read just 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 exactly what I told her. See, God, God was trying to help her. See, it's for the profit of all to help people. And she, she was able to see that God loved her and cared for her and was listening to her prayers. Can anybody say amen? I don't know about you, but I, I want to go to a church where the Spirit of God's moving. Amen? Now, um, back on this situation here, I can see that this girl is going to die. It was a girl. I can see she's going to die. On just on out, months down the road, she'll be dead. I can see that. Just know it by the Spirit. It's a word of wisdom, you see. I didn't say anything to anybody except to, to, my, to my wife, but, but the medical reports were that she, she's, she's, things, if something doesn't happen, she's going to die. And so I remember we called a prayer line that day, and I, I didn't call it, I didn't even know she was going to be in the service that day. But as, as things happened, she was, and there was, I don't know, 20 30, 20, 30 people lined up, I guess, for prayer. And uh, I remember she was on the one side of the line. And so, I, and I could see, if, you know, she's going to die. But I, I don't know how to pray for her. I don't know what to do. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. I didn't know what to do. So she was over on this side. So I came over and started on this side. I was trying to put it off praying for her as long as I could. And so anyway, we went down on through and we got up to her and and uh, we get up in front of her and I, I don't know what to do. I'm helpless without the Holy Spirit. I'm helpless and uh, went to pray for her. And, and just just as I went to pray for her, the, the discerning of spirits went into operation. The discerning of spirits went into operation, discerning in the spirit realm. And, and the Spirit of God showed me what, that, that, you know, how many of you know there are angels, but there's also demons? Did you know that? I said there are demons. And, and, and there was a demonic spirit that, was, that, that, that had got a whole latch to hold of her, of her mind. And, and I won't go into all the details of it. But I was a, I, we dealt with that spirit and cast it, cast it out of her mind. Commanded it to leave. Now, when I did that, she didn't shake. Say she didn't shake. Say, say she didn't shimmy. Say she didn't rock and roll. 
Say she didn't fall on the floor. She didn't roll around. She didn't flop around like a beach whale. No, she didn't. In fact, you see, what happens? What did I tell you a while ago? Oftentimes we miss the supernatural move of God looking for the what? The spectacular. When I prayed for that individual and cast that thing out, absolutely, in the natural, nothing, nothing. You would have, would have thought nothing happened. Would have thought nothing happened. Now, one day, hold, your, hold my place right there. Is it all right if I share these things with you? So a lot of people think, well, this stuff has passed away. No, Spirit of God's still moving. Say amen. I had a lady come up in the line. And when I, uh, this is a different time, right, standing right about right here. I remember, uh, remember Bob Hill. I remember Bob, a wonderful man. And he was an usher at that time. And he, he, I remember he was standing, this, this lady was standing right here looking at me. And, and, and when, he, when I got up in front of her, she started growling. See, now you start talking about it. You know, there's not much about the Holy Ghost. But every once in a while, I've been doing this 20 years, had one person growl at me. All right. There's a demon in there. Don't have to be a scientist to figure that out. And I remember when I laid my hands on her to cast the thing out, she fell like a sack of salt. Made the hair stand up on the back of my neck and the back of Bob Hill's neck. But the demon left her and she got up delivered. Can you say amen? So we're talking about supernatural here. I could give you other, other stories along those lines, but, but I won't. Let's get back to it. So when I got up in front of this, this girl, laid hands on her, cast the thing out of her mind, nothing spectacular happened. But do you know what? She improved from that day and she's doing fine today. Can you say amen? But if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost, she'd have died. Now, let me teach you something else. In, in that particular situation, and I share this because you need to, I want, want you to, to understand something. In that situation, I've tried to make it as vague as I could so nobody would know who I'm talking about. But in that situation, in the process of time, now would you say that was a supernatural move of the Spirit of God right there? Now, you need to listen to what I'm saying right now. Listen carefully. Would you agree that was a supernatural move of the Spirit of God? That girl's alive because the Holy Ghost moved there. Supernaturally moved. But in the process of time, you see, people think that unless you're running or you're whoo or you're whoo, they, they think that's a move of the Spirit of God. Did you get what I just said? There's a lot of people that think that, that, that unless you're flopping around on the floor or you're dancing around or running around or acting drunk. Did you know drunkenness is condemned in Scripture? I said drunkenness and when somebody's moving under the power of the Holy Ghost, they won't look like a drunk person. Did you hear what I just said? I said, did you hear what I just said? I said, did you hear what I just said? We're supposed to be sober minded when the Holy Ghost comes on somebody and the spirit of God. And I missed it in this in days gone by. We're not going to miss it again. When the spirit of God comes on somebody, they don't start start acting like a drunk person. They start acting more sound of mind. Can you say amen? 
Did you, did, do I need to go over that again or did you get it? When the Holy Ghost comes on somebody, you're not, they're not going to act like a drunken fool. No, sir. People that do that are just yielding to the flesh. Did you hear what I just said? When the Spirit of God comes on you, you'll be sober of mind and you'll act like a man or a woman of God anointed by the Spirit of God and under the power of God. You don't see Jesus ever acting like a drunken fool, do you? And you don't see the apostles acting like drunken fools, do you? See, what happens in days gone by is, you know, people began to think, well, in the Spirit of God, unless he's, you know, when he's moving, you're going to act like a drunken fool. I missed it along these lines in times gone by. Aren't you glad the Holy Ghost straightened me out? But the parents of that individual, that girl, see what happened is I got to a point where the Spirit of God corrected me. He said, listen, he got this through to me. Just what I just said to you. When people are, when the Spirit of God's moving, you're not going to be acting like a drunken fool. And I got up some, some time after we ministered to this girl and I, and I said, look, because things were getting pretty crazy around here and the Spirit of God straightened me out. And I, and I said, hey, when the Spirit of God's moving, you're not going to be acting like a drunken fool. Well, I had a lot of people leave because you know what? A lot of people want to come to church and act like drunken fools and say the Spirit of God's moving and the Spirit of God isn't moving. It's just a bunch of flesh. Did you hear what I just said? I had over half the church leave because the Spirit of God straightened me out on that. Now, I don't know about you, but would you rather have people getting healed or would you rather have people rolling around on the floor like a fish? Huh? Now, what do you want? Do you want, do you want a bunch of flesh or do you want the Holy Ghost really moving touching people? Are you all right? Are you okay? But that, that, the, 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 the parents of that individual didn't like that and they left. Okay. But now let me ask you this. That little, that girl is alive today because of a supernatural move of the Spirit of God. But yet... They leave because they're looking for, they're looking for, they're looking for that. And I tell you what, guys, just because somebody gets up and dances around doesn't mean the Holy Ghost is moving. But you start cursing knots on back of people's necks and they start leaving. You start getting people healed with doctor's reports of cancer and so on. The doctor's confirming it. Now, which do you want? A bunch of drunken hilarity or do you want to move with the Holy Ghost? Now, are you okay? Did you learn anything right there? See, people look for the spectacular and they miss the what? They look for the what? The spec. And they miss the. I've laid hands on multitudes of people and, and, and got them healed. And I've laid. Now, listen, I've laid hands on multitudes of people and hadn't got any of them healed. Did you know Jesus didn't get everybody healed? Did he? he the Bible says he went into his hometown, Nazareth. And the Bible says there he could do no 
mighty work. Why? Because of their unbelief. Remember that? Didn't say he wouldn't do. The Bible says he tried to and couldn't. Read it sometime. You'll see. He tried to and he couldn't. Why? Because of their unbelief. Did you hear what it just said? But the point I want to make here is that, do you know that, that we've gotten far more people healed that when I laid hands on them, they didn't feel anything, I didn't feel anything. Now, I've laid hands on people and I felt the anointing of God. There's been times I've, uh, I've prayed for people and felt the anointing of God. There's times, most of the time when I pray for people, I don't feel anything. They don't shake, they don't shimmy, they don't fall. But you know what? Most of the people we've gotten healed by the power of God, they didn't feel anything when I prayed for them. I didn't feel anything. They didn't fall down. They didn't shake, they didn't shimmy, but they got healed. Now, which would you rather have? Some shaking and some shimmying or healing? Let me tell you something about falling. Well, I... I, I, Is it all right if I talk a little longer? You okay? Let me talk about falling. Do you ever now now again if you if you don't if you come out of a Baptist church, you know, and I came out of a Baptist church, nobody ever fell under the power of God in the Baptist church. They don't believe in that. So if you don't believe it, you're not going to have it. Is that right? But 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 uh, years ago it came in this falling down, falling down, and the preacher would lay hands on somebody, they'd fall down. Now, I believe that the power of God can come on people and, and, and knock them down. And I'm going to tell you a couple stories about that. But I remember uh, uh, that uh, as I was a young boy and I began to watch the pastor go down and pray for people. When I was probably in my late teens, early 20s, I watched different ministers. But particularly in these two churches that I attended way back then, I attended one, then I'd visit the other one from time to time. But it seemed like when the preacher would go down the line praying for people in the, in the healing line, it seemed like the same people would always fall down and the other people wouldn't. And, and I watched this for weeks and months and years. And then when we got in the ministry... And we started a church and I began to pray for people. It would seem as though, and I, as you go down the line, you'd have certain people fall down and certain people wouldn't. And it'd be always the same people that would fall down and the other people, they wouldn't. And, and in the process of time, the Spirit of God got it across to me that, you know, a lot of people fall because it's not really the Spirit of God. It's just a learned trait, a learned habit. Did you, did you hear what I just said? And, uh, and it, it, uh, it makes the minister, because I know I've, been, I've, been, I've lived this. When you lay hands on somebody and they start shaking and shimmying and, and they fall down, it makes the minister feel, hey, I'm something. You know there's no place for a minister to feel like that. That's, that's pride, guys. Did you hear what I just said? And so, uh, I, I noticed this over the years. 
Now, if I could go back in time and do things over in this church, I would remove the catchers. You know, the, the ushers that catch people, I'd re- we wouldn't have any catchers. And you'd find out who's really fallen under the power of God and who's not. Amen? Can anybody say amen? Are you okay? You still love me? You just remove the catchers and you'll find out. <laughs> that tickled her. Am I right or am I? Isn't it time we talked about the? I mean, can we talk like, can we talk? I just want to remove all the false, all the fake, all I want. I don't want any. I don't want any of that. I just want the real. Huh? And uh, now, now, having said that, I've had a couple of times over the years where, I mean, it, it, I remember, <laughs> I re- give me a few, you know, I only got to half of page one. We'll have to pick up here next week. I was going to talk to you about the private side of tongues and the public side of tongues and interpretation. We'll get to that. Should I just finish up on what I'm, about five, six more minutes, is all right? Uh, I remember talking about falling down. Has anybody ever been in a service where people, preachers praying for people and are falling down? I believe in falling under the power. Let's just remove the catchers and we'll see if it's really the power of God. Is that right? You know what I mean, the catchers? Do you all know what I'm talking about? The ushers that stand behind and catch people? Let's take them out. Something else I don't like, and the Spirit of God doesn't like it either, is when a preacher lays hands on people. And they don't fall, and the preacher's not going to leave until they fall. And then the preacher starts pushing on them. And they start pushing on them, and pushing on them, and pushing on them. And I've already seen, I've already seen where the preachers, I've already seen them push people back into the front rows already. I, I, I've seen everything you can imagine, things you shouldn't imagine. I, I've seen him do. I, I saw this one preacher one time. He, he had this woman because I'd prayed for her dozens of times. She never fell down when I prayed for her. She's not going to fall. But he wasn't going to leave her till she fell, man. And, and he had her. I mean, have you ever seen that game uh, Limbo? I mean, he had her back all the way till finally he dropped her. I mean, it wasn't the power of God. He just he just over. He just he just dropped her. You dropped her. See, that's not the moving of the Spirit of God. I want the true move of the Spirit of God. I remember in, 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 in uh, two instances I'm thinking about in the church I came up out of. I remember uh, the one time there was, uh, there was a fellow there. He was, uh, I, I call him Paul Bunyan. Man, he was a big guy. I mean, he was big. I mean, if you got in a wrestling match, you'd want him on your team. I mean, he was just big man. You remember old D? Man, big guy. I mean, I love that guy. And I was, the pastor called me up to pray for people. And so I remember I was going along praying and, and, uh, and, 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 and there was, there was nobody falling down. And I'm thinking, what in the world's going on here? Now we did have catchers, but I remember I reached my hand up to pray for him. And when I did, it was like electricity came out of my hand, hit him in the forehead, like somebody hit him in the head with a baseball bat or a sledgehammer. And that man went down and when he went down, he went down the ushers. I mean, he crashed on the ushers. He, he crashed on the front row, and there he is laying on the ushers and the people in the front row. 
Glory to God. See, it didn't matter. We had catchers for him, but it didn't matter. He just took the catchers down right with him, you see. I remember another time in this, in this church. I was going along praying for people. I'm just like a 22-year-old boy. The pastor has me up praying, and I'm praying for... I'll be done in just a minute. Hold on. And so I'm going along praying for people. Uh, you're learning something, aren't you? Aren't you glad I'm taking a stand for this stuff? And I want real, not fake. But I was praying for this one lady. And, and, and I prayed for her. And, and we'd moved away. And the ushers were going along with me. And I looked back. And this woman, she, uh, she fell under the power of God. And I mean, when she hit, because I'm standing there looking at it. The pastor was out of town. I'm standing there watching, and it's like a tree. I mean, you know, and the power, there was nobody around her. Power God hit her and leveled her, knocked her down. And when she went back, you remember, Kelva was her name. When she hit the floor, it was like the back of her head. Have you ever heard a watermelon dropped on cement? And I'm standing there as this, like, 22-year-old kid, and I'm looking at that thinking the pastor's going to kill me. And this, because this woman's dead. She's going to be dead, you know. She fell under the power of God. The woman got up. She wasn't hurt at all. I'm convinced when people really fall under the power of God, they're not going to get hurt. That's why I take the ushers away, the catchers. Because if people fall under the power of God, they're not going to get hurt. Amen. Amen. You don't need all that theatrics and all that pushing people down. And, and, and Can you say Amen. amen. I remember standing right over here one time, this years ago, I was standing and uh, I was praying for people and uh, there was a lady standing right here and, and we hadn't had anybody fall. You know, there's a lot of people judge whether or not the spirit of God is moving as to whether people fall down. Don't judge it based on that. Remember, we've had so many people fall to get absolutely nothing except they fell. Uh, but I'm standing over here. There's a lady who was standing here. And, and I was just minding my own business. And I, I, I went to pray for her. And, 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 and I was going to pray for her. And I just went, did my hand like that. And the power of God hit her and just flat, flat, just, just leveled her. And after the service, now listen, you've got to be careful. After the service, one of the ushers came up to me and said, Man, Pastor, you're bad. Man, I, I've never seen anything like that. That's pride. You have, you have to. I didn't knock her down. The Holy Ghost knocked her down. Why did he knock her down? I don't know. Maybe he knocked some sense in there. I don't know. I don't, I, I'm kidding. I don't know. I'm teasing. I don't remember. But we've had a supernatural move of the, of the Spirit of God over the years. I remember one time that lady right back there, Donna Francis. Now, she's not going to put on anything. She's not going to fake anything. Donna's not. I remember one night, this Wednesday night. This, Donna, you remember this? The Spirit of God was moving in a very interesting way. And uh, I, I can't explain this one other than that woman back there. She got stuck to the floor. Remember when you got stuck to the floor? Remember that? And I remember there was a... Because I'd gone back in my office... And the power of God had hit Donna, and she's laying on the floor under the power of God. Now, she testified later that some refreshing came to her, and it was a help to her. See, the Spirit of God doesn't do anything to make people look good. or You understand that? He's not interested in that. He's interested in say, helping, people. helping people. 
And I remember, Diane, you remember, she was laying right over in here under the power of God. And I'd gone back in my office, and uh, so they, they called me to come back out because they couldn't get her up. She stuck to the floor. I, I stuck to the floor. Remember that, Donna? And, uh, and so I came out here, and I, I mean, I'm thinking, whoa, you know. Now, you know, uh, uh, she, she stuck to the floor by the power of God. And so I remember there was a lady sitting over here on the platform looking at Donna. And, and, and I wasn't going to fool with Donna. Just let the Holy Ghost do what he's going to do. But this lady was going to help Donna. And I'll never forget this. I was standing right here watching it. This lady, we're talking about a supernatural move. She, she, she walked over and she was going to move Donna's feet. And just as she got to Donna's feet, the power of God hits this lady Knocks her down and rolls her across the floor. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Remember that, Donna? I, well, no, you don't. You were laying out. You didn't see that, but I saw it. It made me think of the Wizard of Oz. Remember when the, when the wicked witch went for the... Isn't Jesus wonderful? Now, let me conclude. At least in what I'm aware of, you don't hear much about these kinds of things anymore. At least the circles I'm aware of, not much teaching is done. Because the church that I'm aware of has kind of moved away from these things. What I'm aware of. Now, the denominational churches, you know, they uh, don't believe in most of this stuff. And, And I will say this. You know what I'm interested in more than... Then these now I'm interested in healing, but you know what I'm interested in even more than that? Soul winning. Say soul winning. And see, we taught you last week with the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Remember, Jesus said you'll receive power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you and you'll be witnesses unto me. Remember that? See, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, first and foremost, is to make us a powerful soul winner. This stuff here that we're talking about today should be secondary to that. That's why I taught what I did last week. Now, if you weren't here last week, you ought to go on the Internet and listen to what we said last week. Because that's what I taught last week supersedes what we talked about, well, the week before last. You know what I mean. It was snowed out last week. Okay. Last service. Say last service. Yeah. That's the true reason for the baptism in the Holy Ghost is to make us realize, say, soul winners. But having said that. There is a move of the Spirit of God. And there is a move of the Spirit of God that has, I believe, been lost because of abuses and fakery. You know what I mean? And and people have moved away from it. And now what you'll see primarily in the church is you'll see pastors giving messages that will entertain the congregation. And they're... 30 minutes in length and, 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 you know, if you want a true move of God, you got to be willing to wait more than 30 minutes. Did you hear what I just said? I said, did you hear what I just said? Now, I'm not for having long services just to have long services. See, the baby, she'll tell me when I need to quit. But listen to me now. I'm not for having long services just to have long services. But I do believe there's a time to wait on the spirit of God. Can you say Amen. And now what you have or what I'm aware of, you've got 30-minute messages, 
pastors entertaining congregations. The kind of stuff that I talked about here today would not be welcomed in most of these churches, particularly a lot of these mega churches. It's 30 minutes, entertain the people, give them, give them a motivational talk. Give them a mo- Do you know what I'm talking about? Motivational talk. I mean, those guys are running thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Motivational talk. But let me ask, where is a true move of the Spirit of God? Hmm? I'm hungry for the supernatural. How about you? I'm hungry for winning souls. I'm hungry for healing power of God. I'm hungry for the real. Can you say amen? Now, I didn't cover, I just got a third of my notes here. So, we, you know what? We got a lot of weeks. We can, uh, we can uh, cover this as we go. Stand with me if you would. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Isn't Jesus wonderful? Isn't Jesus wonderful? If nothing else, I hope this teaching will make you hungry for the supernatural. Um. If you want the supernatural move of the Spirit of God, you've got to desire it. The Bible says desire spiritual gifts. 